going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this this is City Wrestling Radio Retro Reviews. I'm your host. I'm Corey Smith in the beautiful Diamond Studio in San Francisco, California. Joining me via Zoom chat today is my co-host, my favorite co-host on this show, the Retro Aww. Review Show, is my main roster mate himself because he's the only one that will stand to watch WWE <laughs> pay-per-views with me. Someone's got to do it. Mr. Jose Osegueda. How's everybody doing? How are you doing, Mr. Smith? Big shout out to Sabu. Congratulations on the retirement. That's who I dedicate my point to every week. Yes. Sabu. Um, so, yeah, welcome. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, how are you today, sir? Very good. Very good. Good. You know, good it's an eventful Survivor Series. Uh, eventful November to remember. You're absolutely right. It is November. We are coming up on that time of the year, the one time of the year where where Raw and SmackDown and brands collide, and they go. Arr. But we're here to talk about Survivor Series 2010 uh, because that's the link you clicked on. Uh, you know what? Let's let's get right into it. But before I do, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at City Wrestling Radio, and on Twitter at CWR415. Uh, so Survivor Series 2010, Jose. Yes. What did you think of the show overall? Uh, in one word, anticlimactic. Uh, it was definitely one of those shows that was built on one thing. I'll give it credit. They did do a lot of, um, what, what were they trying to do with this? A long, a long-term storytelling. Yes. That's what they did. That's something they forgot to do nowadays. You know what I mean? But it wasn't good. Like, it was just like somebody trying to do something. For a big four, it really wasn't. You didn't get the payout you wanted to. And something tells me that they really shelved the, the Survivor Series around this time. Yeah. And concentrated more on, you know, your Rumbles and Mania and SummerSlam. Well, it's 2010. You know, it's. Uh, it, God, what, 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 was, what were you doing in 2010? 2010, I was partying hard. I like I was going out to bars. I had, you know, it just hit the drinking age, and I was out and about. I mean, I think I just started getting back into watching wrestling because of, like, a little bit because of the Nexus, and I started, like, kind of, like, checking it out again. I'm like, okay. I always kind of, like, what I would do is when I had cable, I would record it and fast forward through Raw. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it had the adverse effect. I actually started watching the Nexus stuff and it didn't, you know, resonate with me. So I kind of start stopped watching as much and, you know, wanting to go out and party every effing day is it takes precedence over uh, wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so you want to hear some of the top movies of 2010? 100. What? 100. Oh, yes. That's 100%. something the kids say on, mm-hmm. uh, on the emojis. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Uh, so we have Unthinkable. Starring Samuel L. Jackson and I believe Martin Sheen. Wow. Never heard of that. Okay. Wow. Uh, Black Swan. We know that movie. Oh, that was great movie. Oh, oh, Titanic 2. What? Titanic 2 came out in 2010, okay? okay. Well, that sounds about right. Titanic 2, 2010. <laughs> Revenge of the Sunken Ship. And I think that's The Rock, Titanic. isn't it? Yeah. The Rock in Faster. Oh, rock faster. And faster? Is and, that a Fast and Furious movie? No. no. It's it, just it a like it generic straight-to-DVD 
Okay, so following a 10-year prison stint, driver Dwayne Johnson sprints through the gates to take vengeance on those responsible for his brother's murder. <gasps> oh, my. Within hours of dispatching his f first one, uh, he has two men on his tail, a veteran police officer that played by Billy Bob Thornton, and an eager assassin played by Oliver Jackson Cohen. Of the, Oliver Jackson Cohen, sign me up. I mean, you know all of his roles. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, driver, is that his name? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's Driver. His name is Driver. Driver tries to stay, uh, stay a step ahead of his pursuers. <laughs> I fucking hate creative writing sometimes because I just have to. You have to figure it out, like when you're reading mm -hmm. it live. Yeah. Uh, but there are hints that his that his list is incomplete, and the <laughs> unknown person may endanger his life. Cool. Check out Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Vaster. Oh my God! You just brought me back to the blockbuster days. I felt like I was reading the back of the DVD case. Hmm, should I take this one or no? Do you remember, do you remember movie phone? Oh yeah, 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 totally. And check out that movie playing at the. Anyways, Survivor Series 2010, everyone. <laughs> Anti climactic, right? Everybody. Uh, anyways, let's get right into it because I, I can notes lead me follow through something. Yeah. Okay. So really quick, this. Uh, John Cena Nexus package really well done. I mean, maybe oh, yeah. I'm maybe I'm bugging out, but this package was excellent. Yeah, and it and brought me up to date with everything I need to know because I completely forgot everything that happened around this era. Um, very informative compared well, to the package that we saw later on. It was kind of crappy. I mean, this one stood out. Well, yeah, they all had those like. It's funny because it's like 2010, but they're using songs from like 20, like 2006. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, not songs from that era, but, like, songs that are still stuck in that era. Mm -hmm. It'll be, like, Kid Rock or Static X or... Oh, they still play too, Kid Rock to this day. That's... I, I know. Anyways. This is taking place at the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. We have 8,000 in attendance with a 2,420... Ah. <laughs> 8,000 in attendance? Damn. Damn. They weren't drawing that all. 8,000 in attendance, yes, but a buy rate of uh, 244,000. Oh, wow. So they really did no business back then. Well, I mean, oh, it's 8, 2010. It's 20. I mean, 20. Okay. L let's think about 2010 in wrestling. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's. It wasn't popular at all. Like, they were literally in this. You had a situation where Daniel Bryan was like, or Bryan Daniel was like, well, I guess I'll go to WWE because that's what you do as a wrestler. And that was it. You know what I mean? They weren't making these million-dollar deals. They weren't going to Saudi Arabia. Not until the explosion of the Indies. Not until, you know, New Japan kind of came to prominence. So I think, you know, there's been a wrestling boom from, what, 2014, 2015 on? Mm, yeah, you know I, mean? I would say I would say so. so. Yeah. A little bit before we began our wonderful venture into podcast land and everyone is in uh is in wwe you got cody rhodes mm -hmm. you know justin roberts uh matt striker although we'd never know it what matt striker that everybody's there that oh. all these people like this roster is thick and we don't get nearly as much talent as we should have on the on a big four pay-per-view yeah uh, commentators for the show, Michael Cole, Jerry the King Lawler, and like I said, Matt Stryker. And uh, 
God, it sucks. I say Matt Stryker was the highlight of the commentary table. Like mm. from best to worst, it was like Matt Stryker, Jerry Lawler, heel Michael or Michael Cole, heel Michael Cole. You know yeah, I mean? he couldn't decide all night, right? It, it goes back and forth. You know, Michael Cole mm-hmm. sometimes will be like, well, you know, this guy did this and this and this. He deserves this. And then mm-hmm. other times will be like, he's a geek. You can't do anything with him because he's a geek. He's a nerd. And I'm like, chill. Like, chill this out. This is when Vince stopped taking his bipolar pills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a disclaimer, it's alleged. I don't know that he does take those pills. Oh, I. This is a parody. I, thought, and I thought you were just making a joke. I was. I was just. Yeah, you, know, you were. Josh you you were just um, a, a fictional story. Yes. A fictional story that doesn't. You gotta be careful nowadays. God. Anyways. Uh yeah. Like I said, uh, King was still stuck in the '90s, and heel Michael Cole is unbearable. Justin Roberts is on. Is the ring announcer for the evening. Um, the one thing I will say about the commentary is that they are actually calling moves. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that we don't get that nowadays. You know, we just get, Oh, Oh, look at the, he slammed him hard to the mat. Oh, he hit him with the right hand there. Uh, and then I'll call out the, Oh, was, um, Kinshasa, you know, like, mm-hmm. look at that mean, suplex. Yeah. <laughs> And it's any toss that happens. Whoa, amazing suplex. Uh, so what's going on in this pay-per-view? John Cena is fighting for his freedom. See, it all started in Hell in the Cell, where Wade Barrett had to go against John Cena in a one-on-one match. If Cena won, Nexus would disband. But if Cena lost, uh, uh, he would have to join Nexus. And unfortunately, he lost. Uh, the following night on Raw... There was a battle royal to determine a number one contender for the WWE title. Barrett instructed Cena to protect him in this uh, battle royal. Um, after weeks of frustration with the Nexus, John Cena is placed in a match against Randy Orton. Basically, if Cena wins, then Barrett gets to decide the special guest referee for his WWE title shot that he won. It makes no fucking sense at all. I don't yeah, get why yeah. he gets very, to do very that. convoluted too. Like it, it's so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, and so Cena's put in this match, and he's basically told he has to do everything to listen to Barrett, or else I'll get fired. He has a new boss for some reason. Not Vince. Not the uh, uh, anonymous general manager, but. Wade Barrett holds power somehow. Well, he beat him in a match. He had to join Nexus. So Wade Barrett pays they, they, pays the entire Nexus crew. Which makes me John think Cena's millions. Which makes me think like when Nexus broke off and like formed the core, and then there was the core and the Nexus. Like, did they just like all of a sudden invest all their money into starting a stable? Like, you see Wade Barrett just like, oh, what? Put up these t-shirts here. <laughs> it says <laughs> the core. <laughs> And then, like, they got him with two R's, and they were like, they're messed up. You're supposed to say the core, not core. You're yeah. like, sorry. Well, we'll sell them. And then they brought him to the merch, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to think stables are formed. Like, there's an actual, like, thought process. Like, you, like it's starting a company, you know? Or yeah, a podcast. Be like, you know? uh, then the BO had to, that's why the whole Four Horsemen never had T-shirts, because they had to go out and make them. And they. They told no, no, no. Ric Flair was like, no, no, no. If you want a shirt, you got to make it yourself. Well, they if you were want a jacket, yeah. you got to make it yourself. So were, nobody did it. They just partied the night away. And you saw when um, Mongo came in, he's like, 
hey guys, let's make these shirts. And they have those, you know, kind of cheesy. It just had the four on it with the horse coming through the four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember Arnold, I think, yeah. had the four horsemen on a jacket, like one of those satin jackets. Yeah. And then there was a horse head in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so Cena won uh, by DQ because uh, Wade Barrett pulled Cena out of the match and started beating him up. So he won by DQ. So therefore, Barrett gets named the special guest referee for his match that he instructed someone to help him win. Like, it's just so like, why did you have to do all of this? Yeah, you could have got there a lot faster. <laughs> all of this. It, yeah. it, it was just like taking a piece of gum and just stretching it out for no fucking reason. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I, don't wanna... I love Freddie Prince, but I think he was on the writing squad. Yeah, I think so. It, it, uh... But I like Fred from he, Scooby. Like I said, uh, there was at least long term storyline being told. It's true, true, yeah. But, you know, there's a difference between, like, a plate full of food that's delicious and a plate full of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, this show is kind of a plate full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, or at least you know what? Was. You know why? Because I think they said this needs more seasoning. So they kept adding seasoning. No, this needs something else. And they put in more pepper. And they just, you know overdid it and every week they're just laying in the scene like like oh you're gonna turn your back on the wwe universe and it's everything you've worked your life for it's just like the title you know the, the, if you if you help barrett win you're turning your back on the title and the champion you were you're desecrating the title mm -hmm. it's just like i don't know it, it, a uh, big shout a lot of people did a lot worse for that title yeah, yeah, no, this, definitely. This isn't the worst thing that's happened. To yeah, that definitely. Title. That title. And Randy Orton's just like, hey, um, can you not fuck me over, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, please. I would appreciate that. Thanks. It's a very slim Randy Orton, by the way. <laughs> Randy Orton looks like the cop from Terminator Two. <laughs> the very three thousand. I believe so. Yeah, the, the liquid metal one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like just very slim in the face, mm -hmm. very short hair, like very clean cut. I don't know. Uh, like I said, Cena's back is pressed against the wall uh, because he just wants to be freed, and that's weird. But to say out loud, yeah, Cena wants his freedom, but um, he knows that he'd be turning his back on everyone and everything and everyone he loves, including the fans, the locker room, our truth, you know. Uh, his decision becomes even more difficult because on the November 15th edition of WWE Raw, old school edition, mind you, uh, Roddy Piper gave Cena, uh, basically, he gave him a guilt trip. <laughs> Say, you Roddy, Piper's, Roddy Piper's been following us around, hasn't he? Uh, on the shows? Yeah, yeah. Like, we can't shake Roddy Piper for the last couple months. He's back. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just haunting us. Maybe I just have to read the book. There's a message in there. He goes, you know what? To all podcasters, quit your job and go full-time podcasting because that's the yeah. only way you can make it. You know, it makes Jesus sense. Christ. Makes yeah. sense. Thanks, Roddy. Uh, basically guilt trip Cena saying, you know, you're turning your back on everything you love and everything you know and do. 
So the video package you were talking about, like you said, it was really cool. It was two perspectives of Cena basically saying, I could do it. No, I can't. Yes, I can. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but the, the intro got me really pumped. Yeah, uh, no, the intro was cool. Yeah. Uh, then we get kick off our first match of the night. Ted DiBiase with Maurice versus the United States champion Daniel. Just to clarify, Ryan. it is Ted DiBiase Jr., not the old man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> You're right. It's not Ted Sr., uh, but rather Ted Jr. This is at the point in WWE where uh, they had him drop the Jr. gimmick because Vince doesn't like the, the nickname. You know that, right? He doesn't like long names, man. No, no, likes, no. The I junior, mean, the junior thing in particular, he was called junior as a kid. Right, right. Uh, when he was around the shows you know, with his father running the shows, everyone called him junior. And so now he just hates that name. Hey, man. I, hey. We all have our struggles and our pains, right? Yeah. And like five years, we're going to see Vince. Okay. You are now going to be. Um, well, look at Rey Mysterio. No, Rey Mysterio Jr. You're going to be you're gonna be known as RM. Dominic, you're DM. DM? Right. Like he's trimming him. Like he first he started with, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Let's drop the Jr. So now you're Ted DiBiase. Ah. And nowadays he's dropping the last name. And now you're. Uh, he's going to give him uh, jerseys. Yeah. Number 72. I want 72 versus 56. <laughs> Uh, tag match, uh, 45, 32. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Vince, calm down. Okay, so here we got uh, Daniel Bryan. He won this title, the U.S. title, versus The Miz at Night of Champions 2010. The Miz, as you know, I believe is Money in the Bank holder. Yeah, because I think he cashes in the next show. Yeah. Or I, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Soon. Uh, I didn't write down how Ted DiBiase got into the match, but he got the match somehow. He probably like was like Daniel Bryan, fuck you, and the match was booked because that's kind of how 2010 booking was booked for people like this. Yeah. Speaking of the Miz, Marie, uh, Maurice was looking great. Yes, she looks. She's still nice. looking great. Still a hot woman. I do love how she just has like, <laughs> even to like the last time she was in the ring or you know at ringside, she just has the like whatever like mm -hmm. the exact mm -hmm. same thing she has it like down to a t from 2010 until nowadays you know what i'm saying yeah so she's really good at what she does uh the two lock up and the fans uh were really into daniel bryan uh, which is weird because all i heard were the announcers bickering over maurice and i just thought wow the fans are dead but no it was just tweedledee tweedledum and tweedledumass um, I don't know. It was just, it was one of those things that just, they were really drowning out the fans at a certain point. Like no. they were taking over the show with their commentary, just mm -hmm. bickering back and forth about stupid shit. It was never so, about hey, anything guys, important. There's a match going on. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And I know for the U S title, come you on. Know, I know Michael Cole and he hates Daniel Bryan for some. Yeah. Right. I have that in my notes and I was wondering, I read over them last night. I was like, wait, really? Did he give that much heat to him? And obviously he did. I wrote it down. It, it was never really explained either too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. Oh, and I wanted to ask you that was this, uh, after the rehire, after he was rehired? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he was the he next part. Cool, yeah. Right? He was, he was fired yeah. when he joined when the Nexus debuted. So he yeah. was rehired with that team with Cena, I believe. Was it SummerSlam before this? I, I believe so. And 
Daniel Bryan because it was the Miz I was supposed to join the team, but he was like, Miz, we couldn't count on somebody that was going to decide day of. And I'm like, Miz was busy. Like, he had prior engagements. They fell through. He's trying to make his free time to help you guys out. Nonetheless, uh, that's when Daniel Bryan came back uh, and won the U.S. title, like I said, versus the Miz. <clears throat> Uh, the two exchange holds, that's Ted DiBiase and Daniel Bryan. The lights go out for some reason. I don't know why. They just yeah, that was... Do it a few times. I, I thought somebody was going to come in. I thought, you know, somebody was going to disappear. Uh, they come back on. nothing. DiBiase gives Bryan a suplex to the outside. Bryan takes control. Ted delivers DiBiase... Or, uh, Ted uh, delivers a double axe handle to Bryan... As he's draped over the ring, the double axe handle is literally my least favorite move, too. I mean, like, I don't know. The only time I ever liked it was in that movie, Ready to Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, what was his name? The King? Yeah. When he used it, he was like, I'll king you. And he used a double axe handle. I will crown you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I'll crown you. Jimmy awesome. the King. Shout out to Canyon. Uh, yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Canyon. Uh, like I said, the only time I ever liked it, Ready to Rumble, when it was portrayed as a comedy, you know? But the double axe handle, I mean, like, some of these moves, they need to start getting rid of. Like, do away Yeah, that's an them. ancient move. Like, who used to do that? I think, like, Harley Race and Ricky Steamboat used that. Yeah. No, Steamboat had the, the chop from the top rope. Like, at least make it look like, come off the rope and, like, I don't know. Just what <laughs> I think, just by watching. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right. I mean, sometimes, you know. Moves go out of date, just like everything else. Brian fights back, but is quickly knocked down by Ted. Ted is uh, holding his own against Brian, but uh, uh, and while he's uh, he's not the best wrestling, uh, he at least gets a nice high drop kick on Daniel Bryan at one point. Like mm-hmm. he got up there pretty nice. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Brian reverses a hold, pushing Ted into the corner. Missile drive, kick, missile drop kick to Ted in the corner. Brian battles back with a series of kicks, knocking Ted uh, with a running lariat, Eddie. knocking him down. Uh, DiBiase then uh, is knocked to the outside, but Brian goes for a dive, hurting his own shoulder in the process. They get back in the ring. Brian hits a ro- uh, top rope missile dropkick to DiBiase. Yes, kicks, followed by a small package to Ted. Uh, kick out. Ted hits a big clothesline to Daniel Bryan. Uh, DiBiase's fighting to lock in the Cobra clutch, but Brian fights out. We get a spine buster to Daniel Bryan, which was a decent looking spine buster by DiBiase. And I say these things and I don't mention, oh, that was a nice by Daniel Bryan, but it's Daniel Bryan. So, you know, it looked nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. The two battle on the turnbuckle and well, DiBiase is crotched by Bryan and then uh, Brian goes back for a suplex off the top. Brian fighting to lock in the something lock. It says label lock. I don't know what it what what it was. Lapel. Lapel. Yeah, that's what it was. Lapel lock. Uh, but DiBiase battles out uh, with a catapult to Brian. Brian then fights and successfully locks in the label lock. We get a submission catapults victory. Another one. Catapults. That's another one. And oh, God, uh, what? So old. You know, it's so old. Just like well, I mean, and it's, it's more one of believable the worst than... believable moves. Whoopsie daisy! Into the turnbuckle. Yeah, it is. But like, <laughs> if it's like into like on the outside, like onto the ring post or something, that's a little different. 
Yeah, like the only one that I'll accept that from right now is AJ Styles. AJ Styles, or if it's into the the ring rope, that's okay. Oh, like uh, like underneath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. When they yeah. fall down, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I Sorry. thought this was a decent match. No, you're good. <laughs> I thought this was a decent match. Uh, Brian is always amazing, and like I said, uh, Ted isn't the best wrestler, but he really held his own against Daniel Bryan and uh, didn't look too uh, shabby. So. Yeah, he, um, around this era, they, they definitely had a cookie cutter, and that cookie cutter was Matt Stryker, that was Randy Orton, that was uh, Ted DiBiase, that was, I mean, you could name another four or five guys that had that same, you know, black trunks, black boots, Alex short hair, Riley. parted to the side. Alex Riley, the Miz. Like, you know? So it, it, that, that's what is lacking in Ted DiBiase. And like I said, Daniel Bryan was over, man. He's doing all his moves that, like, even he's still doing today. You know, running up the ropes uh, or running up the the corner when he runs into him to do the back uh, yeah. flip mm-hmm. over. So it's amazing. Uh, Daniel Bryan's awesome, great. Uh, Ted DiBiase. Apparently, he got arrested for stealing a bunch of money or something. I don't know, but hey, time will only tell on that, right? Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Next up, The Miz and Alex Riley promo backstage. Uh, The Miz talks about being from Cleveland and being in Miami, and he just gets all passionate, and he gets hot about uh, LeBron James leaving Cleveland. So we're in that time. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't forget about that happening, but I forgot that this was the time of that happening. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's funny. He's all sitting there complaining, like, you need to apologize to all the fans of, of Cleveland. And I remember when he left Cleveland, people were, like, burning his jerseys. Yeah. And I remember one time, like, during that, there was a video of this guy at, what was it? Like, he was at a Cleveland Indians game, but he wore his LeBron jersey, and he got booed out of there. And, like, oh, the, my God. like the police had to escort him out of there. And it's it's just funny to me because people that's actually too much, some people actually thought that like oh LeBron owes us an apology he left us and it's just like wow well, you know what you know what you know what left the bad taste in people's mouths is that he held a press conference and he did this whole one hour special the decision you know this whole marketing tool that he used I choose to go to the Heat it pissed a lot of people off like it rubbed me the wrong way and I don't like LeBron at all it's funny like, I'm I don't, like- He's fine and all, you know, he's a great player. Yeah. But, you know, at, at that point in his career, I thought it was a douchebag move. I, it's funny because I was such a heel. I went and I bought a Miami Heat jersey T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to wear at the gym. But, like, I still had one. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what's up, everyone? That was like LeBron, number six, baby. Yeah, he, they're about to win, like, 20 championships. Uh, Miss bitches and bitches and bitches. He says he doesn't care. Who uh, holds the title after tonight? He it's, issues a warning to both Randy and Barrett and puts them on notice. Yo, when Miz comes back in 2021, he needs a serious reboot. You think he is? He's going to come back and he's going to do Miz TV and he's going to. No, that got dump all that. Uh, well, he, he doesn't have Daniel Bryan to feud with now. So, I mean, yeah. who's he going to feud? John Morrison? Yeah, that's where they left it at, right? But then John Miz will Lindo. come back and. He'll do his comedy routine, and hey, it's The Miz. So That's why he needs a refresh. He needs something new. He needs to stop doing that little twirl that he does. 
He needs well, to stop doing that. Uh, Jesse James. Welcome everybody, buddy, buddy, me, TV. He needs to cut that out. Yeah. Well, because he's more like he's not a. I don't know. Either lean more into his character, or pull it back. Like, mm-hmm. either go like movie star, like, but don't. Because right now he's more of like the Ryan Seacrest character. Like that's what mm-hmm. I see his character is Ryan Seacrest. And if he wants to be more goofy about it, you know, he can get more of a tan and be like, have have like a radio show or like mm-hmm. a ho- host more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. host everything WWE. But he would have to host everything. Like run their host, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, or pull it back. Like I said, be more movie star. Be like, try to be like the rock and don't do any of the hosting stuff at all. You know, just yeah. try to just be, a cool guy just uh, start like a special schedule like play on that like uh being missing all the time yeah sorry you guys i gotta film a movie i won't be here for the next three months i'll be back though and then do one show and then be like i gotta go do a commercial and then miss like two weeks yeah uh so seamus he's backstage you remember him he wrestled in 2010 uh, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. he's backstage defending that he's not a bully because he was bullying john morrison i didn't write down why because i didn't really care yeah, me neither. I had a big yawn on yeah, my notes. Shade, they, these storylines, man, they're just bottom of the barrel. But, like, absolute worst. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, yeah. It, 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 it just, it, I'm sitting there watching, and I just can't believe I would watch it. And this is why I would fast forward through the shows during the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't care. Like, I didn't have a wrestling podcast. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'd fast yeah, forward to the show. You didn't have to care. Yeah. I just went to go WWE.com, saw what happened. Oh, great. Nothing. Cool. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Oh, WrestleMania's on? I'll watch that, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> Stupid. I hate it. She- uh, Sheamus <laughs> versus John Morrison. Uh, I don't even remember this match. I'm sorry. And John Morrison at the time, young and sprawl, and he can jump off of everything and do flips off of anything. And I'm just not into it. I'm, I, I don't care. Yeah, I mean. And you also get a sense that he's going to lose. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of what they do to him. Sheamus, uh, he's beating down on Morrison. You know, they, the crowd is just dead for this match. Like, they'll cheer when they're signaled to because these are diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Like, the people in the crowd are the people just like my my WWE? No, all eight thousand of them. Yeah, no, it's it's mine. <laughs> and it, you know, I don't know. I feel I feel bad. I mean, I was a fan during that time, so I mean, I didn't. I don't necessarily feel like that, but I would give them the benefit of the doubt, and I would cheer for them. Like you know, when somebody's stomping on the mat, I'd be like, yeah, let's go, Come yeah, on, let's go, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, I indie shows I'll definitely do it for people, mm-hmm. but just uh, if it's quiet, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, do some noise. Um, Morrison uh, gained some steam, uh, but is being cut off by Sheamus. The two battle on the turnbuckle. Morrison powers out of a superplex attempt. Morrison then goes for a flying crossbody. Sheamus catches Morrison, rolls him out of the move and lifts him, uh, lifts Morrison into a power slam, which I mean, I'll give it to Seamus. He's pretty incredibly athletic. Oh, he's strong shit. Yeah. So 
He, yeah. And, and he's working with Morrison, too, so these two can roll around. These two half-naked guys can roll around. <laughs> Something I've never said before. Uh, Morrison dodges a bro kick. Uh, hints, uh, uh, hits Seamus with an insiguri. The two exchange vicious strikes. You like how I added that? It was vicious strikes. Seamus hits Morrison with an Irish curse backbreaker, which is a move I've always loved because it does look pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Seamus goes for a high cross, but Morrison reverses into another one of your favorite moves. I catapult into the turnbuckle. Uh, the one, well, I thought this was like a one-legged Alabama slam, right? Like, cause he like mm-hmm. lifted him up and he pulled him over his shoulder. So yeah, it's a one-legged Alabama slam. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll buy it. Seamus is focusing on the, one of the legs of John Morrison. He goes for a half crab. Morrison goes for a starship pain, but is cut off by Seamus. Uh, Morrison comes alive, but Seamus goes for a bro kick and gets caught in the ropes. We get Itsuguri to a running knee strike to Seamus and the pin and the win. John Morrison. I am shocked. The am upset shocked. of the evening over yes. the former WWE champion, Seamus. Isn't he in line to like win another one soon? Ah, he eventually does. I don't know. I think with, he beats Daniel Bryan eventually. Right? Okay. Or no, and he beats Roman I Reigns. Remember. I know that. Because okay. it was like that whole Seamus five minutes and 15 seconds. Like, oh, right. I ended your title reign at that little time. It's so little. You know, it's little. I know I'm doing a British accent, but mm-hmm. I have a limited resources of voices. So then uh, this was a nothing match. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. Uh, no one cared except for, for some reason, there was a woman in the fedo- with a fedora in the front row. Mm-hmm. Who was just like, really just like, yeah. She was. I don't know I if she. You, she like knew John. Like there was like a John Morrison's sister or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Seamus's sister. I don't know. But uh, she was really into the match. I wasn't. I didn't give a fuck about it. I thought it sucked. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Well, yeah. What did you think of the match? Just it was yeah. boring. The first, the first thing on my notes is yawn. <laughs> and, and you know it. it I don't know. I've never been a big Seamus fan. You know, he he's cool. He's a good wrestler. I want to like um, very athletic and strong, like we talk about. But I just I I don't know. It's, something doesn't speak to me in in his work. I, you, it's just me. You know what's funny, and I'm gonna make the minor like like the, the third, like first world complaint here. Okay, but like being Irish, sometimes I look at like the people from Ireland, like some of the like like celebrities or like, you know, like each, each crew, like each, like you're like, if I'm a Mexican, Oh, I'm this person's a celebrity. This person's a celebrity. And you know, they're Mexican too. But I look at the people who are Irish and I'm just like, we got Seamus in the WWE. Yay. Finley. <laughs> mm-hmm, hey. mm-hmm. Okay. But nonetheless, uh, John Cena, he's backstage contemplating his entire life. Probably thinking about what he's going to eat after the show. Um, tacos or pizza? I had tacos, tacos tonight. Or pizza. They accidentally gave me two carne asada um, when I ordered one chicken, but that is no accident, my I'm friend. Not going to like. She put them on. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I was like, "It's all right. Don't worry about it." Unless you want to give me a third one for free, mm-hmm. I'll let it slide. But in walks our truth. He offers to uh, take uh, Randy Orton out tonight in the match, not out to dinner or for tacos. Oh, oh, time out. 
r truth is a goddamn time traveler. I'm convinced. He looks that guy looks now. the same any era of any time. That guy's a time traveler. He well, if you go back and you look at his K Quick days, he does look a lot younger. You know, but you're right. He does it's before look, he got his time machine. Yeah. Um, he offers to take out Randy Orton in the match tonight, so John Cena doesn't have to make the harsh decision. Which I'm just like, doesn't. God, it just doesn't matter. Like, mm. it's setting. They're setting you up to get fired if you don't listen to Barrett. You know what I mean? If you're, I don't know, man. It's, to me, it's just like, hey, fans, I'm sorry. You hate me for it. Sucks to be you. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um, and then uh, Cena wouldn't be able to look in the mirror tonight, though, if he accepted Truth's offer. Uh, next match. We get Dolph Ziggler defending his intercontinental title against Caval. Who? <laughs> what, what the hell is a Caval? Uh, Loki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Loki, but Low Key. L O W K I. I don't know, man. Loki. I I never I never got into this guy ever. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, he's just like, like. Remember how Austin Aries was like kind of popular. For a minute mm-hmm. in WWE, I never really liked Austin Aries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki's another one. It's just like cool, dude. Like, you, you know who he is? He is the father of not you know not the actual father, but the 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 cookie cutter, the 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 stencil for Ricochet. Well, it's funny how they mention it's funny ricochet is another one that's mentioned is considered what do they call an internet darling an indie mm. darling you know um yeah that, so, and that's who loki was he definitely was one of those uh he he him and cm punk were riding the same type of wave daniel bryan you daniel know Bryan. they, they mm-hmm. mentioned them as internet darlings on the show it's like mm-hmm. Whew, they're really trying to get the hardcore fan base. Yeah, because really they don't, and they're changing the language too. It's not that they that they're the internet darlings; is that they're indie darlings. Yeah, just they don't they don't want to recognize the indies as you know, <sighs> well, producing talent. They want to you know give all the credit to Ohio Valley. Yeah, uh, the two go back and forth with the commentary taking complete spotlight of this match. Arguing because because Caval is the season two winner of NXT when NXT was a competition show. So, do you remember those days when they had to jump over like I remember Tough Enough, of course. No, then no. When it, yeah, then when it, it became NXT. Like enough, yeah. yeah, then when it, because uh, Tough Enough was more of a you know real world reality based show. Yeah, and then NXT became more like uh, MTV's The Challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were like jumping over obstacle courses and yeah. T- uh, what was it not Titus O'Neil? God, what was that guy's name? Percy? God, I can't remember. Was it Percy Watt? Percy? Not Percy Jackson. Anyways, Caval <laughs> uh, uh, hits a springboard uh, crossbody to Dolph. Caval is punching away on Dolph. Vicky distracts Caval. Dolph evades, slams Caval into the turnbuckle. The commentary is talking about ice cream and uh, Dirty Harry. Um, it's just, like I said, it's the god-awful It's because they're bored just like we are. That's yeah. why. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, so D- Dirty Harry, ice cream. I don't even remember, man. Uh, Caval does a cool uh, handspring judo kick, which I'm like, all right, I'll give credit where it's due, to the face of Dolph. 
Caval goes for his 680, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, lands on his feet, but Dolph takes over uh, with a Famouser. Eventually, Caval gets a roll-up pin, but Ziggler rolls into a pin of his own and uh, gets the pin and the win on Caval. Congrats. So that was his championship. He got a title shot for winning season two of NXT, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Caval. Have a nice day. Uh, the match was crap and a waste of time. I feel like yeah, the, the crowd was dead. I feel like they owed him a title shot because you know I've heard stories of Loki being not the uh, easiest person to work with. Mm-hmm. So I just you know what maybe I, and I take I say that with like you know whoever said it you know what I mean just stories around there wh- whoever he was working with I don't know the person he was working with could have been a dick too. Yeah, but um, um, was this during TNA times or WWE times or both? Uh, just the rep- reputation he carried. Afterwards, okay. So, I just wonder if it was one of those things where it was like he was just maybe standing up for himself, saying, "Hey, I was guaranteed um, a title match mm-hmm. at a pay per view. You guys haven't given it to me." And they're like, uh, "Okay, hey, Dolph, <laughs> Come here." Yeah, you guys are going to go, like, what was it, like, five minutes or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. This is like, eight, right? So, uh, I didn't write it down. Uh, so, yeah, I felt like that's what it was. Like, he was just owed the match. So, mm-hmm. we get the heel Survivor Series team backstage. Cody Rhodes, Alberto Del Rio, tr- uh, <laughs> uh, my notes say Trey McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I-, I like Trey McIntyre, though. Yeah. And the ever so famous Tyler Rex. Ugh, he's crazy because he's got messy hair. <laughs> Jesus. It's so bad. Uh, they're backstage. They're just like, I'm, I'm a heel. No, I'm more of a heel. Well, I'm the captain heel. I'm the king heel. I'm the real heel. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's uh, rinse and repeats with these, you know, this era. Because it was probably the same. You know, I want to go back and, like, watch all the promos during the shows of this time between, like, 2006 to 2000, I would say 14 mm-hmm. of the heel teams because they're probably all exactly the same, you know? Oh, yeah. They're trying to be edgy and, you know, break the rules. Yeah. Let's say, you know, bad words and do sexual innuendo. Well, they weren't and, even. No, this and is, all the jokes probably fall This by. is like turning to the PG era. So it's because all these jokes that they're telling are starting to fall flat. Yeah. Guys, uh, we got to bring it back. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have the Survivor Series match. Team Mysterio, that's Big Show, Chris Masters, Kofi Kingston, MVP, and Rey Mysterio versus, I guess, Team Del Rio. Team Del Rio, we have Dashing Cody Rhodes, the All-American-American Deck Thwaga, uh, some kid named Drew McIntyre, and Tyler Rex and Alberto Del Rio. So... I mean, I don't know. Out of those names, you got Cody Rhodes and Jack Swagger, who are in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre, who's a former WWE champion now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big shit. Made uh, better. Alberto Del Rio's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion. Big Show, AEW. Chris Masters, who's doing his own thing in NWA. Rey Mysterio, who's still uh, going strong today with his son, DM 
And uh, yeah, no, I mean MVP. Yeah, MVP is doing was doing big things recently. What, what's Tyler Rex doing? That's what I really want to know. I'm, I, I I need to know this now, just okay. to stretch this out because it's not like we had to restart the show. Uh, Gabby Tuft is. Oh, that's right. What? Wait, 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 wait. I forgot about this. So Tyler Rex had a. Uh, uh, you know what we. We 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 hate on Tyler Rex here, but from San Francisco, California, so he's a hometown hero. All right, and he uh, is no longer a he. What? Oh no, my God, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, so, that's who it was. Um, this this is recent news too, right? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna pull up. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I want personal life. I don't want that fucking. Uh, 2021 came out as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was earlier this year. And uh, good for And now is going by the name Gabby Tuft. Okay. Is Gabby wrestling? Gabby wrestling. I, I don't think so. Uh, because Gabby had, let's see, Tuft. Um, has uh, has been married to her wife Priscilla since 2000. So so they have one daughter. Okay, and uh, Tuft went. Okay, so Tuft underwent open heart surgery in 2019. So I'm gonna say wow. the 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 chances of wrestling again are probably not that yeah. great. But nonetheless, new lease on life. We're going to talk about 2010, Tyler Rex, not I Gabby Tyler. I put Tyler Reeks. Tyler Rex sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but like, like and I mean, he was all right wrestler at the time. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Sorry, not sorry. Let's see. Del I'm Rio sorry. and Ray start the match. Technically. Uh, Alberto had so much effing... Uh, he oozed charisma, knew how to be a heel, wrestled decently. He's a great, I won't say great luchador, but he was a good luchador. Uh, he's just a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. There's not much you can say about the guy. He had a ton of potential. Could have gone the limits. Oh, I felt good. He could have been a Mexican John Cena. Uh, no. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. He was too much of a heel. Yeah. I yeah, think. Okay. So either way, it, it, he he took his his potential and threw it in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Del Rio tags out quickly um, by tagging uh, the dashing Cody Rhodes, who God, I hate I hate his gimmick at this time because he's like wearing nothing. Like he's mm-hmm. wearing the smallest trunks and then yeah. just like tape around his hand, plus a jacket that has a like a like a one of those like foil mirrors on the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. And uh, Ray and Cody go back and forth, leading to a disaster kick to Ray. Um, I don't know, man. What did you think of this match overall? Like, um, cause I'm gonna just pull something up real quick. Uh, MVP was was getting some shocking pop. Uh, am I am I wrong? Was to, he's from he's yeah. from Miami, Florida? So that's why he's getting. So. I mean, you know, let's just. Be fair and say that at this point, WWE didn't like Survivor Series matches. That's why this is the only Survivor Series match on this show. 
back in my day, that's all it was is Survivor Series matches. Yeah. And little by little, oh, they pulled on, back. On Survivor Series, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, it was, they had like maybe three Survivor Series matches in the pay-per-view and like maybe the, you know, the world, the, the oh, world yeah, title. It, it would line. be like the Bushwhackers and whoever versus. Yeah. They'd be a tag team Survivor Series match. Then they'd be a Survivor Series match with your Intercontinental Champion. And then a Survivor Series match with Hulk Hogan leading the Hulkamaniacs. Yeah, exactly. No, I, yeah, I remember. One day we'll, we'll review one of those, just not today. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I don't know. Or we'll have some bad news for you. Uh, so, uh, with, uh, without going through the entire match and everything that happened, because, I mean, I don't know, this match doesn't mean anything. It's just Del Rio and um, Mysterio's feud continuing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, MVP is eliminated first by Drew McIntyre. Uh, the, then uh, Chris Masters eliminated by Alberto Del Rio. Alberto um, is eliminated by the Big Show. Cody Rhodes eliminated by the Big Show. Tyler Rex eliminated by Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston eliminated by Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger eliminated by Rey Mysterio. And the final participant, Drew McIntyre, eliminated by the Big Show. And for some reason, when they won, like the commentator, the announcer yells, and the sole survivors... (laughs) The soul, okay, it's not S O U L survivors, it's S O L E. Soul survivor meaning what? Yeah, uno. Soul survivors, not dos, not, (laughs) yeah, not, yeah, at that point, he just said the survivors are, yeah, like, I don't know if it was one person because soul survivor is just like, oh, there was a plane crash, the soul survivor is. This big show, Rey Mysterio, the baby, you know, the, the, the six month year old baby is somehow alive and yeah. her baby power saved her. And I don't know. You know, I had a great thought. What? Well, it's better Kofi. than my thought about a plane crash and a dead baby and a baby <laughs> the, living. The baby was the baby was the sole survivor. Yeah, but there's 300 people dead now in my mind. <laughs> OK, you're right. To line things up, um, wouldn't, wouldn't Kofi be awesome in AEW right now? He would do pretty well. I just I feel like he would get lost in the mid card of AEW, like because there is that like not doing anything phase on yeah. AEW, which I know like oh they don't use everyone all the time, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But that is just like everyone has their role. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the exact mm-hmm. same shit. Like yeah. it, Triple H could criticize because Triple H would say things like everyone's got their their part in the play, and you know they got to play their part. But it's just like that's. That's it. That's what it is. And at yeah, the same, but, you know, happening. I think AEW does it old school style where they actually reward pop. Yeah. And, okay. you know, jump on somebody's um, somebody's flame when it's hot. Yeah. They, they do that. Strike the iron when it's hot is what somebody says when they're doing something. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so. you know, the match was paint by numbers. Yeah. You know, regular good guys getting to win and the bad guys. um they're excused. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do like how they go for that one spot, though, when uh, he goes for a, Ray goes for a 619, I think to, is it to Swagger. And he does the, I think he does, he gets on Big Show's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's so bad, too, because they're, they're both just like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Ray almost fell. Don't fall, Ray. 
He's like, I can't see not you. To. Don't let me fall. <laughs> Hold me up. Please. Hold me up. And he was the wind beneath his wings, and he let him soar off of his shoulders. Good job. Uh, Randy Orton talking about his thoughts on John Cena. He goes, uh, John Cena, he's got a lot going on. He's like, dude, I don't. It's just stretching it out, stretching mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude. Like, have you ever made bread? Sometimes you overneed it, you know? Like, sometimes you overprocess something, and mm-hmm. it's not good anymore. Just yeah. the right amount of, of mixing. Yeah. No. Same shit over and over again. Uh, WWE. Hulk Hogan. <coughs> Who? Randy or Cena? I said Hulk Hogan. <coughs> oh, what, you mean what's like stretching it out? You just stretch it out. Oh, my God. That guy's career. It's oh, been yeah. like 500 years. And it should have been done a long time ago. Uh, we have a handicap match for the WWE Divas Championship. We have Lay Cool uh, defending their titles against uh, Natalia, which uh, apparently wasn't. Michelle McCool is the champion, and Layla is the self-proclaimed co-half of the champion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I felt, you know, it would have been cool if, like, during their handicap matches if whoever got the pinfall win would be the actual champion, mm-hmm. which would cause them to have some tension between each other. Like, see, you're, why you're, did you you're... go for the, why did you go for the pin? Oh, you know, like, well, I was just going to win it for us. Like, well, you know, if you're a champion, I'm champion, right? It's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. no. Yeah. You're a little too smart, buddy. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate it. But <laughs> I guess for WWE's taste, right? Uh, yeah, you know what else hasn't changed is Natalia smiling through a whole goddamn match. Win or lose, heal her face. She just loves Hi, smiling. Everybody. Like, <laughs> she comes down to her music. You know, she, she looks like a million bucks here. You know, she looks good. Yeah, uh, I didn't notice that. She did get a nose job, though, through the times. I didn't notice. Yeah. You go back and look. Nah, don't go back and look. Take my word for it. Uh, McCool starts the match. Uh, Lay cool using their number advantages on Natty. At one point, Natty was dropped over the ring, and McCool just uh, pulls Natty out of the ring and looked pretty, uh, pretty sharp the way she did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, double suplex to Lay Cool, buying Natty some time. McCool caught um, on the barricade, and uh, Natty tosses her over the barricade, the outside barricade. Same with Layla. Uh, Layla coming into the ring and Natty tosses McCool into Layla, them knocking noggins in the process. Uh, that's Layla and Michelle McCool. Natty rolls up McCool, uh, but transitions into a sharpshooter. We Ooh. get a submission victory and this is like a three minute match. Uh, Natty gets the victory over Michelle McCool, which all divas matches were back in the day. Remember that they used to have them all do like three to five minutes tops. They still do. I mean, look the at the divas. Look, I mean, the divas, the women's wrestlers. I, at, I have, I have been watching regularly. The, uh, so the, sure. the the queen's crown. It, the entire tournament was under twenty minutes. Wow, under twenty. The entire tournament. Oh my god. So, uh, after the match, Lay Cool is beating down on Natty, and the, the next segment got the biggest pop of the night for me, which was Beth Phoenix returning because Beth Phoenix is awesome. Yeah, but you um, knew she was, it was coming. She was out for six months uh, with an ACL tear. Um, she helps takes out Lay Cool and uh, Layla with a beautiful looking glam slam. Like it looked really good the way she mm-hmm. hit Layla with that glam slam. 
Um, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I didn't think this match was like that bad. It wasn't horrible. Because uh, it was I mean, just Natty, there. Uh, me giving her all her criticism, she's still a fucking talent, and she's raw in the ring. Yeah. Uh, like It did what? Like three minutes? Uh, it, it put a baby face over. Beth returns. It wasn't super. It wasn't sloppy. Like, no, no. I mean, what Divas for a Divas match in 2010, this was super solid. Yeah. If you want me to say this is a bad match, like if anyone's like, I can't. Like, I know it was kind of lame. Like, it's a Divas three minute match. Like, this match fucking sucked. Like, oh, it's not like. Uh, it's okay, just- but here you go. Would you rather have a, a this Divas match? Or would you rather have a WWE style Divas match? Where you get like arm bars and or would you rather get like and... Dolph Ziggler versus fucking Caval again? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather Natty versus Lay Cool with zero like wear down moves. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, that's what extended. I mean, that's what could extend the match if they're gonna do it. That's what they were gonna do. Okay, now get her in a headlock for three minutes. Uh, then we have the World Heavyweight Championship match. Ruh, bro. Uh, Kane defending his world heavyweight championship against Edge. I love it. So <sighs> it's the battle of the four letter named men. Don't Kane you just love that? Edge. Their names are so direct and so short. You know, one's they don't like have Kane, last names. And one, one's an Edge. Ugh, they're so extreme. One's, a, one's the evil son, Kane. They're products of the Attitude Era. Anyways. Uh, Edge became number one contender after uh, uh, doing so. So Edge became number one contender. Mm-hmm. I didn't write down how I was supposed to. <laughs> you know what? I did. I skipped the package. I figured, nah, Corey will talk about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> the whole time I was like, why are these guys wrestling? <laughs> so basically, he won the number one contendership. Edge knew he uh, had a game plan uh, to take out Hell's favorite demon. So, Edge uh, started with the mind games, kidnapping Paul Bear and torturing him for weeks. Um, Edge comes to the ring with an empty wheelchair. I don't know who the fuck is the heel and who's the face in this match. Yeah, it's two heels, yeah, no, right? This is yeah. This or is, is Kane supposed old... to be the face? This is no, no, no. This is I think this is um, Tweener Edge. Remember for a while he was he kidnapped Paul like... Bear. Yeah, but you know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Oh, my God. It's it's okay to do bad things. That's a person. Yeah. Well, he's not living anymore, but he was a living person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's stop. Take a look around. We're in WWE. I'm in my room. Uh, You know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which I was like, where is Paul Bear? I felt like he should have come out and like have them all duct tape. Like, Uh, anyways, uh, Edge uh, takes the cane as soon as the bell rings. Uh, Crowd is checked out. Yeah, this is their pee break, and this is the world title match. Edge is beating down on Kane, and it just seems weird because Kane is at this. Like, it's like this is okay. I feel like Kane had two really strong points of his career when he first debuted mm-hmm. and this era. Because this era, he was booked as a, as a monster. Like, he, he was, was taking everyone out. Yeah, he was world champion. Mm-hmm. And it, it, to me, like, Edge just, like, getting him down with punches. It, to me, it was like, what? Yeah, you know, no. I, I actually had I, I had a 
I don't remember this era, right? So I don't know what's happening, and I don't know the storylines, and I don't know how Edge is being Edge and Kane are being treated, right? It felt to me like Edge, I mean, uh, Kane lost some of his superpowers when he took the mask off, and he cleaned up the eyes because well, he, he's he pretty clean. He became like more vicious after that for a minute, and then well, it just in, cut this, off. in this match, he seemed he was dominating. He dominated the whole match. That's why it was boring, right? Because it, we had very slow moves, very methodical wrestling. Yeah. Um, so they, this put the crowd to, you know, uh, boredom tears anyway. And then out of nowhere, Edge like gets the edge, no pun intended, on Kane, like really easily. Yeah. So it, it, it to me, it felt like Kane lost some of his superpowers. Uh, I mean, in this match, Kane just looked like dog duty. Uh, let's see. Uh, edge is beating down on Kane. Uh, Kane takes control while the both are. Grounded Edge suplexed into the ropes and booted out of the ring. Edge is uh, outside the ring, which is uh, weird because he, like he, I don't know, he barely took any offense when he's mm-hmm. outside, and then Edge, like he takes control for a second. I don't know. It, it's so much back and forth between the two, and Edge is just like beating down on Kane, and it just looks makes Kane look so weak. It does. I can't See, get that's over what I'm it. Saying. I can't that's get over what I'm saying, it. Yeah. Uh, Edge begins a comeback, hitting a crossbody off the ropes of Kane. Kane gets on the ropes, goes for the flying lariat, um, and Edge counters with a drop kick. Uh, Kane is coming, yeah, as as Kane's coming off the top rope. Uh, Kane goes for a choke slam, but is reversed into a DDT. Big boot to Edge as he goes for a spear, choke slam to Edge, uh, followed by a kick out. Um, Edge goes for a spear, uh, and both men fall down. Both uh, both men fall with an arm over each other, like barely over each other, barely. Like it was like, mm-hmm. like these are their legs, these are their arms. Hey, how you doing? Uh, let's fall down. They're falling down. Uh. That's how they were pinning each other. It's just like mm-hmm. barely arm over the other person, and the referee counts the three count. Mm-hmm. Like. ridiculous yeah, yeah it's fucking stupid like, yeah and you know oh what my god I, I fast forward to uh tlc to see what um you know this this month december is my my turn to pick our retro review so i decided to peruse december's pay-per-views tlc was the next one and that match between kane and edge also ends in a dq stretch <sighs> it out uh, we're talking about we're talking about Survivor Series. This is a big four. You're supposed to be ending feuds and and gearing up for Royal Rumble. Yeah, then you have a, a new hot pay per view TLC that's right around the corner that you can make hot. Yeah, the Survivor Series is a cool down period. I think to me, like mm-hmm. you don't want to continue feuds through Survivor Series unless it's like really really hot. Yeah. Uh, so we're informed that both men are down, and rather than the ref call, counting a ten count. He mm-hmm. counts a three count. Yeah. Which in on, my on the opinion, slightest of pins. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% I, right. Uh, I think a 10 count is more warranted in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Give you're 100 right. Like I couldn't put my finger on what the solution was to this, and you just figured it out right there. Yeah, like, it should have been a 10 count. Like if, like I get if one of them like 
but more of like a, like he tur- like looked over and was like, oh, count the pin. You know what I mean? And was yeah. like had somewhat control, but no one had control of the pin. Mm-hmm. That's what a pin is. Like you're supposed to hold them down for yeah. three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucked finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't enjoy this match anyway, so it was yeah. stupid. It was and sloppy. the ring announcer called it for Edge, which you know what? It could be the right call because the person who hit the last offensive move was Edge. He hit the spear, yeah. So his arm should have counted more because Kang was the victim of the offensive move. So that pin should have been allowed for Edge. So that's what the announcer was thinking. Ho ho ho! But the referee has a different idea. Yeah. It was dumb. It was stupid. Uh, the men, both men brawl. Edge put oh, Kane in a wheelchair and see, wheeled him but did off. You, did you uh, say what the call was, the official call from the referee? No, what did he say? He said, this match is a tie. Tie base goes to the runner. Okay, it was, so it was being so that your champion is Kane, he retains on a tie. Yeah, Tony Schimmel. God, guy's amazing. But uh, uh, I don't know. His voice is great. But it's just, I don't know, man. They, they <laughs> yeah. over-explain shit at this point, too. It's just like, mm-hmm. I get it. Everyone gets it. Yeah. 8,000 in attendance in Miami. Dude, like, honestly, like, the people here want to be here, and they know what's going on. They don't even want to be here. They just, that's all they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I would have been there if it was 2010 and I was in Miami. But uh, I probably would <laughs> I, I probably would have. 2010 in Miami? What? Well, I, you know, I'd probably be like at Disneyland. Or, I don't know if that's even close. That's Orlando. Uh, yeah, whatever the nearest club was. Uh, so then uh, <laughs> next <laughs> match. <laughs> or no, next up, Wade Barrett talking to Cena backstage. He's reminding him. He says, hey, Cena, if you screw me over, I'm going to fire. I kind of look like him too right now. I'm going to fire <laughs> you because I shaved. I'm like, you're going to fire <laughs> you, right? I'm Wade Barrett. I'm going to give you some bad news. It sounds you got like the part too. Exactly, you know, I'm like the blonde Barrett. I'm blonde Barrett. Um, and here we're just like explaining it the entire night. Remember, if you if you if, if you pin me, I'm gonna fire you. If I lose, I'm gonna fire you. There was this point where I was just like, I don't know, he could have ended the match. I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, Cena says he's gonna call it down the middle. So. Cool. Right down the middle, daddy. Um, Vladimir Kozlov and Santino Marella versus the Nexus, Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater. This is for the WWE tag team titles. The Um, Penny, the Penny titles. Santino was over as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I did love the Cobra and Santino Marella. Um, This was a match. I don't know. Heels building heat. Kozlov, well, they're building the heat on Kozlov, which I'm like, I know everyone wants Santino to get in there, but they should be building the heat on Santino because he's the small guy mm-hmm. and Vladimir is like the big, strong guy to come in, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Santino runs wild after getting the hot tag. Um, he goes for the Cobra, but McGillicuddy and Otunga distract Santino Marella and, and said Cobra. Um, he uh, hits like a sling blade from behind and gets the pin in the win. So. Damn it. <laughs> that was fast, too. Um, then uh, after the match, they're just like, yeah, we won. Woo. They're celebrating. And all of a sudden we get the anonymous <laughs> <A> raw <laughs> general manager <laughs> alert. And 
uh, Michael Cole stands up and he says, as usual, you know, I'm a, I got a message from the general manager and I do love Jerry, the King Lawler. He goes, yeah, we heard the noise. That's what the noise means. We all heard it. Yeah. We know what he means. Jerry. Come on. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I needed that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Cole. He, um, I, by the way, I completely forgot that was a thing. Until I heard the noise, I went, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's funny, because I think we saw it earlier, and it, like when them going ringside, and I didn't even notice it. But, yeah, me neither. Um, he reminds that the Nexus is banned from ringside uh, for Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton tonight. Yeah, because then that would just be too convoluted. We're just right? like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, it's not fair, man. This match is not fair for Wade Barrett. He needs our support. Okay, so... The general manager allows Wade Barrett to own John Cena's contract, taking money away from WWE and putting it. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting. Yeah, too but he doesn't allow them ringside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does. He does. He forces Cena. Yeah, he forces Cena that he has. No, it wasn't even that. He like what? It, or he or she or them? I guess it was Hornswoggle. I guess technically who the oh that's right mm-hmm. GM was, but like was like. Oh, you have to listen to Barrett or you'll get fired. Meaning that the raw general manager not only was like, oh, you have to do what Wade Barrett says, but he was also forcing him under WWE contract. It's yeah. not like Wade Barrett was paying the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just ruin my whole bottom line because we all know that John Cena is the main draw on Raw. Freddie Prince is just like, no, man, I got the storyline going and it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's for kids. This is a children's show. It's for kids. Yeah, it's still real to me, man. Still mm. real to me. Uh, then we have Wade Bear versus Randy Orton, the main event for the WWE title, the Spinner Belt. I had this belt at one point, the uh, replica. I wish I would have kept it. Yeah, um, but it's a spinner belt, but they put crazy glue behind the uh, symbol so it wouldn't spin anymore. Yeah. <laughs> nice uh, it didn't make sense, though, for anyone else to have a spinner belt. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, that'd be great if they put like a piece of cardboard underneath and you could see it every week. <laughs> so they put the cardboard so it wouldn't spin. Uh, John Cena is a special guest referee, as I mentioned before. And this is just, and like, as WWE has mentioned before, this a is thousand the, this times is the John Cena show. Like it doesn't matter about the match at hand. Everyone's just talking about Cena, mm-hmm. Cena, Cena, Cena. He barely does anything in this match. He doesn't even do any moves. He just yells Look, at people. Just yells at people. Like he does in real life. Where that were was you? Two and a half, Where man. were you, Nicole? We were supposed to have to get to dinner at five thirty. Where were you? <laughs> uh, so at one point, Randy is pounding away on Barrett in the corner, and instead of Cena calling for a five count like a referee should, mm-hmm. he just pulls Randy off. And I'm just like, why are you getting physically involved when you don't need to be getting physically involved? Yeah. See, I'm a. I'm calling a lot of good ref spots here. WWE needs to hit me up. I, they need a ref continuity writer. That's what hey, they there need. you go. Yes. Referee continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, uh, I already said that, uh, but Wade Barrett, he takes control of the situation, hitting uh, Randy with a big boot. And he looks at John Cena. He's like, all right, Randy. all right, you do what I said. All right, that's good. It's just like, I don't know. I, I never got into Wade Barrett either. Yeah, I, I like him now Even- on NXT. Yeah, he, he's good as a he's funny announcer. Yeah, he's I didn't like that. when he Remember when he got on that pedestal? Ready to go some bad news. What? Yeah, I hated that shit. Yeah, too. No. stupid. Using what the League of Nations. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, this happened again, with but with Del Rio too, right? Yeah, uh, but oh, with Jesus. Barrett. Um, so that happened again with Barrett being pulled away this time off of the Randy Orton, which I'm just like, again, it didn't need to happen. 
-hmm. They battle on the outside, and instead of Cena starting a 10 count, he just uh, asked the two men to get back in the ring. And the commentators are yelling, uh, well, the title can't change the in the hands on, on a 10 count. And I'm just thinking, why does that fucking matter to John Cena? Mm -hmm. Like, one, two, yeah. I'm, I'm a referee, three, double DQ, Technically, you didn't win. Technically, didn't lose. It's a tie. It's a tie. <laughs> I'm free, right? Belt goes to the champion. It's a tie. So, I don't know. Um, well, the title, yeah. They is the match no DQ, too? Uh, I, I don't remember. They didn't say, right? Because it's I mean, not. If John Cena interferes, it's one of those things, like, you're a special guest referee. Like, if you're the special guest referee, who is going to tell you that you're DQing? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're the you're the official. He could have very easily see that we're, we're making too much logic. He could have very easily punched uh, Randy Orton and then another referee run down the ring like you're disqualified. Uh, no, yeah. Wade Barrett. Well, it, nonetheless, uh, John Cena doesn't do that, so we don't have to worry about too much about that. Um, but mm -hmm. Barrett uh, gets Randy down, hits an elbow drop, pump handle slam to Randy, boss man slam to Randy. Uh, draping DDT to Wade. The fans are doing their let's go Cena, Cena sucks, which, uh, like I said, it's uh, it, this is what happens when you put John Cena in a side role. You know what I mean? Like, he just yeah. takes the spotlight. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like, Randy's probably just like, whatever, I'm collecting my check. And Barrett's like, I'm trying to get over here. I'm in a WWE title match. This is great mm -hmm. for my career. Is it, though? Was it? Yeah. Uh, clothesline to Barrett on the outside. As Randy is getting into the ring, Barrett hits Randy with a wasteland. Cena goes for the count, but uh, Randy gets his uh, hand on the ropes. And I love how Cena's like, I was going to count it, Wade. I was going to do it legitimately. But, like, you know what I mean? He's like, he really is rooting for R Wade. He's like, please yeah. win. Please win. Like, like actually win. Yeah. Please. You see it right before this pin. Um, he did a slow count, like not on purpose. Cause when they landed, he counted one right when their shoulders hit. So he went one. And he was like, Oh shit, that was way too early. Oh, okay. no, I didn't see that. No. <laughs> two and a half. It That's was two great. and a half weight. It was two and a half. Um, but so this enrages Wade Barrett. He gets uh he gets up and gets in Cena's face. He pushes Cena and Cena shoves him back and he shoves him directly into Randy Orton and gives him an RKO. We get the pin and the win. Uh, well, on a slow count, too. The, the hesitant count. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's a slow count because he went one, two, three. And, and, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, like yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. just stopped for a second. But you're yeah, right, he, you're right. He count the three count. Mm -hmm. Um, and Randy Orton retained the WWE title, the non-spinning title. And uh, this match kind of had me groaning the entire time because, like I said, it's the John Cena show for the. Mm -hmm. Third time I've said that. Uh, the star of this match uh, it really is, though, Randy Orton. Um, I didn't write anything else down after that for some reason. So I'm going to ad-lib the rest. Uh, the star nice. of the match was actually Randy Orton, I thought, because I think he played all his roles correctly. I mean, he looked great in everything he did. Um, to me, though, like I said, Cena doing a side roll, no, no good for me. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that it, it was see, John Cena was a distraction to the match. Total distraction. They should have made him um maybe like the enforcer referee in, in case something happened. Um or they, they just done something completely different with this whole angle. I don't know what. But the way this maybe is playing out right match. now. 
Where, yeah, where they I mean, well, he didn't fight Wade Barrett. What does he fight him at TLC? I think he might. No, I don't remember, man. He got reinstated somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he either fought him at TLC or in January, whatever the January pay per view is, and that's you know, I I don't know. And then the, he goes on to bury and uh, Nexus from yeah. there on. You know, he got his shovel. So that's uh, well after the match, uh, Nexus tries to beat down on Cena and Randy, but Randy and Cena. The the two ve- ve- grizzled veterans, I would say, mm-hmm. that's the words I was looking for, um, beat down on the Nexus, and uh, Cena is like, oh, I got to quit. That sucks. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he hugs Randy. He takes his sweatbands Hands off. Hands him the title. Yeah, he takes his sweatbands off and leaves him in the ring, goes and hugs Michael Cole. I'm just like, ugh. That's just like a weird. You know, you know and it, uh, yeah, it, it, that, that is super weird. But then they drag it on like earlier on. He hands the title to Randy. Randy does his poses, and John Cena's in the corner sulking. Go ahead, man, do your pose. He called, you ended the match too early, Cena. What are you doing? Let me contemplate the future. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then once he leaves, then he does his, you know, victory lap or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, this match, this this show just, it sucked overall. Yeah. I personally thought. But what did you think of Survivor Series 2010 overall? Very anticlimactic, man. I, you know, I was expecting something better on pay. Again, I don't know why every time we go to WWE events for the retro review, uh, I would say maybe 70% of the time we look at the card and we're like, wow, this seems impressive. And then the show comes and we're not impressed. I, I don't know why that is. But I do know why. It's the writing. It's the writing. This is execution writing. Yeah. Well, Survivor Series 2010 is in the books. We can check it off of our wrestling retro review watch list uh so like i said the rules like i said i said last time the rules are and it's not just like oh 10 years to the date it has to yeah. be like a full like okay so like um in 2022 all the 2011 stuff will be open for review mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so on january 1st 2022 2011 will be open uh 2023 all the 2012 stuff will be open and so on and so forth so you guys know so patterns At, in 2029 all the 2018 stuff will be open. And then we can review our podcast. Can we'll review, review ourselves. Yeah, we'll yeah like, we really suck. You have to be like, this guy, who's this guy? Who's this fourth guy they had on the show? He seems kind of entertaining uh, sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Um, but, Jose, it's your turn to spin the wheel and make the deal. It's your pick for holiday season. Santa Claus is coming to town. What are you going to make them watch? I have a good gift for you. Now, December is not very well known for pay-per-views. We know that in the spring we have our WrestleManias. In the summer, you have your Summer Slams. But in WCW land, December is the time for Starcade. That's their version of WrestleMania. That's who I'm choosing. I didn't go with TLC, and I didn't go with Armageddon because I want to review one of the most infamous shows of the WCW WWF Monday Night Wars. So we're going to flash back to 1997 and we're going to look at the controversial match of Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus the one year silenced Sting making his return with a special referee that must not be named yet. So we got Eddie Guerrero taking on Dean Malenko. Dope. That's Uh, the cruiserweight, right? Yeah. Um, right. We have Scott Norton, Vincent, and Randy. So oh, this is NWO. <laughs> this is peak NWO, like over 
oversaturation yeah. uh, versus uh, Ray Taylor and the Steiner brothers. Uh, Goldberg, Steve McMichael, Perry Saturn, Chris <laughs> that Benoit. That should be good. That Goldberg-Steve McMichael uh, match alone uh, is worth the price of admission. Buff Bagwell, Luger, DDP, Kurt Angle. Oh, this is DDP, um, DDP uh, going for the WCW uh, United States title, uh, which is when I, I met him when he was that champion. So hmm. La- Larry Zabisco is wrestling. Oh, he's facing Eric, Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. And remember... Larry Zabisco's gimmick back in the old AWA days, he used to carry nunchucks. So he's known as this, you know, like karate master, right? At this time, um, Ernest the Cat Miller was Eric Bischoff's kid's karate teacher and also Eric Bischoff's karate teacher. So he knows and he's familiar with the martial arts. Uh, So I will say this, the special guest referee gimmick you were referring to is in this match, not the main event. I I won't mention the special guest referee, though. You said you don't want me to mention him. Because it's 1997. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to find that out. Um, <laughs> and that's Sting facing Hollywood Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight title. I am excited. Jose, thank you. That is a Christmas gift for me, for sure. And to all of you at home. And next month will be a special month. Special. We will also have the year-end show, whichever whatever way that'll be. I'm sure it'll be exciting either way. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. Anyways, nonetheless, uh, we're going to get out of here. We're going to end this uh, end the show here tonight because I am too tired. That'll be my tag team name, too tired, like too sleepy and too grouchy. I call it too sleepy. Yeah, I'll be too grouchy. Actually, I am pretty grouchy when I'm half asleep. I feel bad for my girlfriend sometimes. She just like tries to wake me up. I'm like, what? What do you want? One Don't time, you know I did a podcast all night? One time I shushed her <laughs> in sleep. I said, shh. She goes, what? I go, you're talking in your sleep. She goes, you talk in your sleep too. And I go, oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Corey sleeping. This is Corey in bed. And this is Corey Gundesnor. City Wrestling Radio. And we will see you next month for Starcade 1997. Have a a great day. See you later. Bye. Bye.